Welcome to Game at Two! everybody it is game that tune back in the house yet again and man oh man we got a special show tonight it's uh it's your boy john harrington here we got john regan say hey hey we got jesse moore say hey hey and we've got david fleming say hey hey oh yeah so if you're just joining us here on game that tune that, quite frankly, is absurd, because this is Game That Tune episode 120. That's right, Game That Tune 64 has been completed. Um, we will now be going after the green stars here on Game That Tune. Um, but uh, no, for real, if you're just joining us, uh, what we do is we listen to video game music. We've each brought three songs from a game. Uh, we try and guess the games based on the songs and a little bit of trivia. We goof off, have a lot of fun. Uh, and the winner gets to uh, pick a theme for the next episode and play bonus tunes. Except this month, it's uh, it's a little annual tradition that we have for the month of August. It's uh, it's the kickoff of August absurdity, and we thought this year we'd kick it off in a very special way with uh, with a special episode just for the fans. So it's uh, it's the game that tune August absurdity. Uh, fan request free play brought to you by Akuma saying how absurd. How absurd! What a specific brand. Game that too. Free play. Hell yeah, motherfucker. All I'm thinking is George Lucas slamming his dick in a microwave? <laughs> I did oh, the it? OG free play. I did the short one. <laughs> you did. You did the short version. I gotta say, Johnny. Quite the disappointment. Um, <laughs> man, for our fans God who are expecting our extra long August absurdity free play, Akuma's here to speak on your behalf. Um, yeah, so it's uh, it's August absurdity. It's the time of year where we act like we actually compete in this game. We go head to head. And, uh, you know, at the, w- the winner at the end of the month gets crowned, uh, I don't know, Game That Tune, August Absurdity King. Uh, you know, it's been David the last couple of years, which, uh, you know, we really, really need to get rid of that crown. I don't even see it anymore. I think, you know, the crown must be tucked away somewhere. Ha ha ha, he can't reach it. <laughs> I'm keeping it in safe distance so no one can try to steal it away. Yes, yes, pr- you know, precisely. Well, well planned, David. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, very so, uh, well planned. So yeah, we've uh, we've got some great fan requests to kick us off this uh, this August absurdity, um, and we've got a uh, special guest uh, host live uh, live via soundboard who uh, might just be popping in from time to time to talk shit, give Johnny a bunch of grief about being bad at do- you know about his bad answers on the show. Um, so uh, everybody just, you know, let's have a, a warm welcome for our uh, unofficial uh, host, uh, Soundboard Akuma. 
Choke on your own weakness! That's a uh, remarkably rude way to introduce yourself, Soundboard Akuma. But, uh, you know, I promise that you know, we're, uh, we're up to this August Absurdity Challenge. Prove to me your word! That's the challenge, guys. Uh, you know, so Akuma's here on behalf of the fans uh, to keep us in line and uh, make sure that we... Uh, Make sure that we don't just goof off and not get any games right. So, uh, guys, I think it's time to kick things off. Uh, let's uh, let's just go straight to game one, Johnny. What do we got? Game one. This is one of the least known works of Shigeru Miyamoto. some answer. 
Johnny, if anybody gets it wrong, be sure to let me know so Akuma can shame them. Uh, let's see here. We've got one wrong answer, so get ready for Akuma. Jesse says Popeye, question mark, which is incorrect. Inept. And David and John both say Mole Mania, which is correct. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, love that Mole Mania. It's quite good. So, fun fact, you know, fans are going to all send us a request, and I didn't get any from any of our fans, so I just dug through our backlog. <laughs> Well done, fans. Wow. That, uh, that, that very powerfully worded tweet of send a request to your favorite host. Uh, it has thoroughly worked. Did you try to um, like tweet yourself? Say, hey, uh, send me requests at all? Yeah, or? You tweet to yourself from your have... burner account, the one you used to follow all those porn stars? <laughs> <laughs> no? Okay. God, that's a brilliant idea. Why haven't I thought of that? Dude, come on, I can't just now be thinking of that. I have uh, like five burner Reddit accounts for that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, um, you know, Mole Mania has almost nothing to do with porn. Uh, Johnny, uh, so you were, uh, you were telling a story about how you got the request for Mole Mania. I like yes. how you qualify that as almost nothing to do almost. with. It's got holes. Oh, that is an excellent point. Oh, boo. Where's my... Yay for me. (laughs) But, um... Shit, what was I going to say? So, Mole Mania. Oh, so, yeah, giving this request again. I'm apparently nobody's favorite host, so I didn't get any. So I had to go through the backlog. This was from last week's uh, show about dads. In this game, you are Money Mole, and your wife and children have all been kidnapped by the farmer Jinbei. Hold on, John. One, thank the requester. Oh, thank you, Dell, for this request. Yes, and I want to say an extra thanks to Dell because he's requested this several times, and actually last week I was disappointed that we didn't get to use it because I came so close to using it, I had uploaded it for a previous episode, and we didn't get around to using it before. Like, it was one of those other episodes where he had, like, you know, six or seven games, and somehow it just didn't make the cut, but, like, it was already in our database. It was, like, off the list. It was, you know, it was ready to be played. So it's about fucking time that we finally got Mole Mania on the show. Because, um, yeah, this game, uh, it's a Miyamoto mole-based puzzle game? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> sure. So, yeah, you're going... Th- the goal is, each, uh, after you beat each level, you get one of your kids back. Um, I only <laughs> beat the first level and got the first kid. That's so uh, fucked up. Right? <laughs> I, I assume at the end you get your wife back too. I don't know. Exactly. It's not actually like, I hope so. You know, it's, it's all about a mole trying to you know work his way through the foster system after he's gotten out of prison. It's Wait. crazy, the story <laughs> of this game. Or is or this just... the mole version of Taken? <laughs> oh, that's good too. They took all Liam his little Neeson mole babies. A mole. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. Muddy Mole does have a particular set of skills. John, what are those skills? Uh, so Muddy Bowl can climb, uh, can dig into the ground and dig around underground. So every level you have an above ground and below ground element to it. Um, you can also grab black balls and throw them at things. Uh, and there's cabbages that you can pick up and throw to holes in order to get health back. So it's it, it, the game is it's it's pretty interesting because it's like a two level thing. Like you have your above ground, which is just try to get to the other end of the you know current screen that you're on. 
but oftentimes they have to go below ground and like climb around some rocks or something and pop back up on the other side. Um, you know, kind of like, and there'll be also rocks underground, so you're kind of playing two things at once. You can hold a button to like peek at above ground, and you can also leap, you know, between the two. Um, as you create holes, that can get tricky. Uh, like, because if you kick a ball around or, or throw a ball around, it can fall into a hole. So you also have to be careful where you actually do dig your holes uh, in order to get through. It's the life of a mole, man. <laughs> you just yeah. Gotta, you gotta watch out. Um, yeah, so. Uh, what was so that? There's I was no about wrestling this. in this? Wait, what? Because it's called Mole Mania. I just yeah. figured it'd be like a Mole WrestleMania like, tie in or something. Oh, see, that would be that would be pretty good. Uh, no, you're just it's. I'm trying to think of like a comparable wrestler for the evil farmer that kidnaps your family in this. It's probably the Undertaker. Hillbilly Jim. Yeah, or yeah, Hillbilly Jim. <laughs> Although he was really friendly and stuff, so or you could have like one of the Wyatts. They look like farmers. That's true. He is very much a Wyatt. Uh, though rumor is that people have tried to justify this as being part of the Mario universe and uh, Jinbei the farmer what? actually being like a version of Mario. <laughs> Because the, the moles look like money moles. <laughs> and I gotta say, that's a fucking stretch. But <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know, it's kind of fun. <laughs> like, Mario retires from his life of plumbing, and he settles down on a farm. He grows a big depression beard. And then he's upset to discover that he's got Monty moles. And so, you know, the best way to get rid of moles is to kidnap their families. It's <laughs> I feel like it's more of a knowledge. Luigi move. Yeah, actually, that is a Luigi thing. He's he totally just like retire for the simple life of the farm. Mario would totally be like in the game all the time and never retire. Uh, See, I could just, almost see that mm. theory working if you threw turnips, but you're throwing cabbages, and I'm not a hundred percent positive, <laughs> but I don't think cabbages popped up in Mario too. No, I know there See. were turnips, radishes, pumpkins. And, pumpkins. I don't think you ever got cabbages. This is why we keep you around, David, uh, to fucking disprove these horrible theories. Like, it can't possibly be Mario because cabbage. Like, he's right. I say I say it's not Mario because the farmer is named Jinbei. Shut up, Jim. also, he looks nothing like Mario. <laughs> I, t I told you, man, he grows into a weird depression beard. That's pretty much it, right? Um... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, got, I, I had a good time shit. on the bonus level. There's a bonus level where you have to try to get all the cabbages into the holes while Jinbei runs around with the hoe. Um, I love and like cabbage he, hole. <laughs> and, he fills in the holes. <laughs> he fills in the holes and or hits you with his hoe. Yes. Oh, yeah. Please, please specify that you're talking about the gardening instrument, right? I am not, in fact. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a much more sexually explicit game than Shiggy had ever made at that point in his career. This was a bold choice of a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and no, I mean, honestly, I'd say one for the better. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting decision. You know, it's a it's a part mole puzzle game, part uh, you know statement on like anti pimping laws. Uh, it's uh, it's an interesting interesting game. Um, it's fun. I, I enjoyed the puzzles. Uh, they were pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, and you do you do have bosses. Uh, like again, I only did the first boss, but the first boss is like a kangaroo bouncing around, and you have to drag a pin under where he's going to land. Nice. You know, it was, it was, so there's a little bit of action to it. it wasn't strictly just like a puzzle. Awesome for that boss. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> it's also uh, you know to 
keep this in the uh, the video game realm. It's uh, composed by uh, Taro Bondo, and that guy does a shitload of good work for Nintendo. This is like one of his earlier things. Uh, and then right after this, he did fucking like Super Mario, uh, or like Mario Kart 64, F-Zero X, and, uh, you know, just went on to be like one of their best in-house guys. So it's like, all right, Taro, you want a job? Here's a mole game for you. <laughs> what do you say to that? <laughs> like, all right, uh, I say I'll make some really fun mole puzzle music, and then, uh, I'd like to play fucking Dream Chaser for F-Zero X if you don't mind. Just give me a guitar, thank you. So, uh, good, uh, good start for that guy, and, you know, good soundtrack for, a. A fun mole-based puzzle game, I suppose. Um, anything else, John, on Mole Mania, the game that's so awesome that we've tried to use it three times and finally succeeded? <laughs> no, I don't have anything else to add to it. Just, you know, fun game, fun puzzles. It's on Game Boy, so you get to puzzle on the go. Yep, it's a it's a pretty good one. And uh, if it's okay with uh, with you guys and with Akuma, I think we, uh, think we move on. Now, we continue! There you go. Game 2.
watch your respect. I just slaughter. Don't be bothered. Watch where you step. It might be hot water. You oughta pay me now. Cause right now it's about to go down. in chaos. Respect, I just slaughter, don't be bothered. Watch where you step, it might be hot water. You wanna pay me now, cause right now it's about to go down. Alright, so this game was named the best action game on its system by IGN in their year-end awards, and the Best Developer Debut by GamePro. You've seen my swag, now you wanna come and give me all this drag. I think you better back back, because my hand is itching to give you a smack. What's your name again, Jack? It's the hand of the road, ain't no turning back. Don't let the fly chase fool ya Matter of fact, it's about time that I school ya Don't worry, I'm not in a hurry I don't even wanna get my fresh gear dirty A little birdie, chirp and flurry Now I'm a snip and I better yet bury your entity Look at me while I'm talking I heard you was lurking I wasn't even stalking my program Thinking you the man in the place Now it's about time you catch a hand to the face Look, pimpin', I ain't playing In a minute, you're gonna be laying On the ground, I ain't messing around My city, my rules, my money, my town Look, pimpin', I ain't playing In a minute, you're gonna be laying On the ground, I ain't Messing around my city, my rules, my money, my tag. Real tilted, cold quoted, fresh to death. Literally, I do kill it. Lust in this game of death. Yeah, you hear the announcer, but ain't no ref. I just kept hearing your name too much, and that's it. Now I just came to touch your backbone with a boot. I came to the tooth. It don't take much now, ain't that the truth? My boo got a thing for you. She really likes money, but the pain would do. You can't hang you a featherweight. I can't believe that you made it this far. It'll never take a lot of work to make it levitate. I strike first, don't hesitate to populate the murder rate. You can seal your fate on the holidays, that'll be one less play. Look, pimpin', I ain't playing. In a minute, you're gonna be laying. On the ground, I ain't messing around. My city, my rules, my money, my town. Look, pimpin', I ain't playing. In a minute, you're gonna be laying. On the ground, I ain't messing around. My city, my rules, my money, my town. You see my swag, now you wanna come and give me all this drag. I think you better back back, because my hand is itching to give you a smack. What's your name again, Jack? It's the hand of the road, and ain't no turning back. 
Don't let the fly chase fool ya. Matter of fact, it's about time that I school ya. Don't worry, I'm not in a hurry. I don't even wanna get my fresh gear dirty. A little birdie, chirp and flurry. Now my slip it, I better yet bury your entity. Look at me while I'm talking. I heard you was lurking, I wasn't even stalking my program. Thinking you the man in the place. Now it's about time you catch a hand to the face. Look, pimpin', I ain't playing. In a minute, you're gonna be laying. On the ground, I ain't messing around. My city, my rules, my money, my town. Look, pimpin', I ain't playing. In a minute, you're gonna be laying. On the ground, I ain't messing around. My city, my rules, my money, my town. Oh, yeah. So, as you guys are finalizing your answers, I wanted to say thanks for the request. Uh, this has been a long-standing request from Patreon superfan Alex Messenger, who apparently also requested it uh, this week. However, I got this request from another uh, Twitter follower of ours, at Majadamus, so thank you for the request. And, uh, guys, let's see those answers. So disappointing because the chat just came with a way better joke answer than mine. Oh, really? Did they? So David and Jesse both say Mad World. They are correct. And Johnny says uh, Snoop Dogg's Pro Smoker 2. A pathetic effort. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. The chat's the chat's guess was that it's still Molemania. Yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. That's it's all the secret bonus levels of Molemania. <laughs> See, I thought you were gonna say the chat brought up Streets of Rage Five rap battles and keeping it real. Yes, also a good idea. Um, yeah, man, I was uh, I am a little upset with myself that uh, this is my first exposure to the Mad World soundtrack. I, uh, I knew this game was uh, something interesting back whenever it came out, but I never bothered playing it, because... I was just about to say, did you not play Mad World? Yeah, David, I was too busy out there getting pussy. Um, <laughs> that is to say... It, I, I, I really... Hot take. How is that a hot take? <laughs> wow! Uh, no, I, I just want to say that because uh, as I was looking it up, this came out like the the week that I met my wife for the first time, so I literally was just like distracted. So, uh, happy anniversary, <laughs> sweetheart. I never played Mad Dick World. Distracted. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, no, I, you know, I don't know why I never picked this up. It's you know, I think it has to, to do with the fact that I, I didn't pick up very many video games in 2009, and it just kind of fell by the wayside. And I kind of forgot, this never has been re-released. This didn't get like a PS3 port or any shit like that. This is a Wii exclusive. So, um, you know, I'm not going to dust off my Wii anytime soon. So it's kind of a... Uh, kind of you there. mentioned that it got like new developer of the year or whatever. Who developed this? Thank you for asking, David. This is the debut of Platinum Games. That's, That's what right. I thought. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> this is the first ever Platinum Games game, and I gotta say, it's pretty goddamn Platinum Games. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and now that I've listened to this, <laughs> and it's like, oh, wait, the sound, I, like, looking at the game, I would have guessed it would have been like, you know, crazy rock tracks or something, then I started listening to it, I'm like, oh my god, it's like good 2009 rap. Why the fuck didn't anybody tell me? <laughs> like, I would have been all over this. Rap, the best kind of rap. <laughs> that's the that's the rap I was most into. Yeah, son of a bitch. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I would have been all fucking over this. <laughs> but, alas, uh, I have not, uh, up until this week, ever listened to the soundtrack, and now I'm really fucking upset with myself. I feel like this, I'm nine years way behind on this. But, uh, man, Mad World, what a wacky game this is, huh? Did any of you guys actually play it? Yeah, I bought it and I played it. Good. How'd it go, David? <laughs> it's really fun. Um, it's it's one of those games where I played. I was like, I'm enjoying this. This is it's brutal. It's very brutal, mm-hmm. and it's mature in the sense of that like Mortal Kombat is mature. Yeah, that it's so over the top that it stops being like violent. Mature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I. That's why I thought, like, I'm pretty sure... Wasn't this a platinum game? I don't know. So I just, oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, now that I think about <laughs> it, this is absolutely a platinum game. Oh, yeah. Um, But the the basic game, you're, you star as this guy named Jack, who has a chainsaw, like, retractable chainsaw blade attached to his wrist as his main weapon. Yep. And you get put into this game show where you're in this urban environment and you have to kill everything. And all of the urban environment is filled with traps. Like, you can rip off a stop sign and beat somebody with it because it has spikes attached to it. Like, yeah, of course. all of the subways have spikes on the side, so you shove people into subway cars as they pass by, and it just tears them up like a cheese grater. Nice. It's insane and ridiculous. And one of the things that I forgot, because um, as you said, we've, we've gotten this request this week and I took this request I was like oh I'm all set to play this and then like doing previews to make sure that nobody chose the same games like wait ah hell I gotta get <laughs> yeah. a new request yeah it's a popular um, request this game <laughs> one of the things I completely forgot about is this game has running commentary yes yes it because does because it's a live game show <laughs> uh, Greg Proops and John DiMaggio are constantly like making jokes and bantering as you're going around murdering people yep that's amazing. And it's got a. Nice. And the main character is voiced by fucking Steve Bloom, so you know it's something from the you know early to late early to mid two thousands, and it's edgy because oh, yeah. it's fucking Steve Bloom doing the voice. So it is. It is the most. It is the Steve Bloomiest <laughs> character that Steve <laughs> Bloom has like ever Vegeta? played. Yeah, besides the one guy in Samurai Champloo, which is what I automatically think of when I think of that man's voice. Uh, yeah, this is the most Steve Bloom thing of all time. Um, but yeah. Uh, I'm really disappointed I haven't played this because it's, you know, I was like, that just sounds like a crazy-ass version of The Running Man, which, if they had made this, you know, a fucking, uh, like a Wii version of The Running Man where you're playing as Arnold Schwarzenegger and doing a fucking, like, murder game show, you bet your ass I would have bought it. Like, it could have changed my whole life. I would have ignored my wife all those years ago and gone and gotten The Running Man for Wii. <laughs> you know, I could be a much different person by now. <laughs> <laughs> but no. <laughs> so anyway, um <laughs> No, it's it's a great like it's a very fun action beat 'em up and it's I was reading about it and apparently the developers were inspired by Sin City. Really? No way. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um I, see, I just don't get it. I was going to say, see, Johnny is very confused right now. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, the entire game is monochrome. It's all black and white cell shaded, except for the blood, which is bright red. Yes. It's a really, it's a really cool art style. And, uh, it, you know, that's also one of the things that kind of makes me want to play it, because it's just kind of an audacious choice. But I also recall, even back then, being kind of exhausted by the whole Sin City thing. Like, saw Sin City a couple of times, and I'm like, you know... 
It's a nice try on their part, like making a game that looks like Sin City and is even more crazy, but like, I'm, uh, I think I might be over that whole kind of thing. So, you know, that was another factor in me uh, just kind of ignoring it. Uh, but, uh, you know, the Sin City art style is fucking awesome. Like, <laughs> so it's uh, it's really cool. And, and like I said, it's, it's like an audacious choice on their part. Because, you know, just think of how, I don't know, would the game have the same impact if it had any other colors? I don't know. <laughs> like, Probably it, not, no. Yeah, something about contrast is really, uh, really, you know, works for this game. But, uh, and I was watching to get ready for this, just like a clip of all the ways, like, that you can, like, dismember and finish people. And it's just like, yeah, okay, yeah, I am exhausted by this. I, I got, like, through, like, three minutes of it. I'm like, holy shit, <laughs> this game is, uh, it's too much, man. I love it. <laughs> like, you're just chainsaw arming people in half and slamming them into inexplicable spike walls and, you know, just doing all kinds of crazy shit. It's like, okay, yeah, I could see why this would be, uh, you know, popular at some point. Like, I can't, I really can't believe this hasn't gotten a sequel or a re release, but maybe every platinum game since then is a sequel to Mad World. Like, they've just kept such a platinum games thing going that it's, uh, you know, platinum games itself as a developer is a series. I can't. That could be headcanon for me. That's not, I like that idea. Yeah. Yeah, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, totally a sequel to Mad World, and it works. <laughs> yep. Wonderful 101, Mad World. Oh, yeah. There's a connection in that I didn't really like either of them and didn't play them. Burn. Ha ha ha. I wish. Like, actually, you Dang. know what? I wish, because I know um, there's, I guess it's DLC or something. There are characters in the Wonderful 101 based on other Platinum characters. Like, you can get a Bayonetta like wonderful 101 i wish there was a fucking jack that would be amazing yeah that's also funny because you could say that wonderful 101 is the uh, cautionary tale of platinum using too much color it's like no you should have stuck with black and white look what happened you went with colors and uh you know here we are you've made a mistake platinum but uh <laughs> it's a cool game and uh you know fucking crazy soundtrack i'm so disappointed like that's my main disappointment like i can pass the game uh, but the fucking soundtrack, I'm so disappointed that I missed out on this. <laughs> it's the most up-my-alley thing that I've ever heard, like, connected to this show. And I'm just like, why didn't anybody tell me? I'm like, the fuck, David, why didn't you call me back then and be like, John, uh, I know you <laughs> I know you like, uh, like hip-hop and fucking, you know, really over-the-top crazy bullshit. You probably need to play this game. So thanks, David, for, you know, the non-phone call. Ugh. I seem to remember calling you and you saying, shut up, I met this girl. Yeah, exactly. I'm balls deep in all this puss, so, uh... <laughs> can't talk right now, David. Uh, Is that the episode uh, title? Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Oh, God, no, my wife's in the other room. No. Yeah, it's going to be really great if I find out that she's been watching from the other room. So, uh, anyway, let's... <laughs> Let's just keep it going, man. Great, uh, great request, man. Mad World, uh, possible candidate for you know uh, revisiting on future episodes, just for, out of sheer fantastic soundtrackness. So, uh, so Johnny, let's uh, let's keep it moving, man. What do we got? Game three.
So, the title character of this game and of this series never appears in the original game. They don't appear until the second game as the aquatic form of the mountain god. Um, this is special Game That Tune trivia. This game was requested for the last theme that I chose. <laughs> While everybody's thinking that over, a special shout out to Mixmaster in the Discord, who requested this game. Thank you very much for that. Nice. So, does anyone have their answers ready? Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> So, Jesse has apparently retracted his answer. Um, no, I, I didn't retract it. I said Foolish. Shovel Knight like an idiot. Inept. So, Jesse says Shovel Knight, which is sadly incorrect. John and John both say Legend of the River King, which is correct. Huh, it feels so good to hear Akuma shit on somebody else. <laughs> Quiet, you. Uh, fantastic. Rip Legend of the River King. The games I always heard about and thought sounded really cool. And then I found out they were like fishing games and I didn't do anything with them. <laughs> but the name sounds well, that's cool. One of the things I, that's what I think is interesting is if I'm not mistaken, um, and I will have to double check, but these were yeah, these were published by Natsume, the same company that does Harvest Moon. So it's like, hey, we're going to make a fishing game. Well, that sounds boring. Wait a minute, this is fun. Yeah. Hey, we also make a farming game. Well, that sounds boring. 
hey, wait, this is really fun. Like, yeah, no, you know, somehow, I don't know why, but like Harvest Moon always called out to me, like farming game where you're just kind of going about your quiet life and doing your thing. That sounds great. Well, how about a fishing game where it's kind of the same idea? Nah, man. <laughs> why well, would see, I want to do what, that? Here's my first question. So Harvest Moon has some weird secret shit you can do. Like, I think you can grow a beanstalk and go to the sky and shit like that. So, yeah. like, what kind of weird shit does River Legend of the River King have? Anything like that? <laughs> well, it's, it's an, an RPG. RPG. Yeah, go ahead. Like, imagine Pokemon, <laughs> but it's a fishing game. Mm. It has because um, it has very like a very similar similar graphical style. Like, it's that top down kind of thing where you're exploring just various villages and whatnot. Um, but instead of capturing 150 characters, you're capturing 40 different fish. And there are battles, like, as you get to the shore, like, random creatures will jump up and attack you, and it it brings up the whole, like, RPG menu and everything, and there's the attack graphic and everything, but you don't actually battle. There's kind of, like, a little fish that just, like, floats around the screen, which I guess is supposed to be, like, your lure. Uh, and once the, the fish, like, overlaps part of whatever the creature is, you can hit attack, and as long as it's overlapping, it'll do damage to it. And that's how you defeat things. Awesome. So I guess you're like hitting it with like a, your fishing rod? Yeah, that's kind of what I imagined. Or there's just like a small minnow that just wanders into the battle and you're shouting at it to attack it. Oh my, <laughs> that sounds crazy. Also a good option. I was going to say, the Harvest Moon connection is real because apparently in Europe they marketed these as Harvest Fishing, which I'm not sure if that would have been good enough to, like, that's a a bad name. (laughs) Like, you know, Legend of the River King at least got me intrigued. And I'm like, okay, that sounds cool, I'm not getting it. But, like, you know, Harvest Fishing would have been like, no. No, so that just makes it. me think like it's a math simulator where you're just like factory farming fish and you have to keep track of all of them. Yeah, oh, yeah oh. not great. <laughs> trout counter simulator. <laughs> uh, just trout for Game Boy. Like, no. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Jesse, this seems like it's up your alley. Have you played uh, any of the River King games? You know, I had Harvest Moon on, on Game Boy, and I played the hell out of it. And I would read about Legend of the River King and Nintendo Power, and I was really hyped for these games, but I could never find it in any store nearby. And it just, you know, yeah. I missed it. But it, it was a game I was always on my radar, and always was seemed like I would be really into, because it was fishing and, and role-playing game, and... I like farming and role-playing games, so I figured, well, this would be cool, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Um, and but. it also, like, again, kind of going to John's point about, like, what makes this special. Because it is an RPG, there's there's a full storyline to it. You're, stop me if you've heard this, you're a young kid living in a small town... Uh, and your sister gets sick, and it's like a terminal illness, so you have to go catch the guardian fish, because it has healing properties. But in order to catch the guardian fish, you have to catch, like, other fish to be worthy enough to try to catch the guardian fish. Which is the titular, like, River King. But the River King never appears in the first game, it only appears in the second game. Or first appears in the second game. So, like, does your sister or whatever die? No, there's like there's there is a guardian fish and everything, but it's not 
the river king. Like the uh, river the king river is a prince. different fish that pops up in mm. the second one. Jeez, I was gonna say like you try it, you, you you play all through this game, you catch a bunch of fish like Pokemon, and then you try to cure your sister. But uh, no, the guardian fish never appears. It's a uh, it's a big cliffhanger for the sequel. That sounds fucked up. Uh, but I'm I'm guessing that she gets saved. I, we don't need spoilers, but. Uh, Spoilers on a twenty-year-old fishing RPG for the Game Boy. <laughs> that I mean, that would be like how much of a how much more of a mindfuck could this game be if it was just oh this looks like a fun fishing game? Wait, what's all this RPGing? What's all this battle mechanic? What's all this? I have to save my sister, and then you find out that you can't save your sister and she's going to die. Like <laughs> this would be. I just wanted to play a fishing game. Yeah. What the Who fuck this is this? Who made this game again? Again, you flip the box over. God damn it, Johnny! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, uh, ah, it's, I should have known. One of Johnny's worst ideas ever. The really tragic, uh, you know, you chose the wrong fish medicine game. Like, oh man, fish <laughs> medicine. You get to game. the end, it's like, come on, guardian fish, help her out. It's like. All right, I'm using my guardian fish power. She doesn't look like she's getting any better, though, man. Are you sure I'm the right fish for this? Uh, you understand I'm. You understand I'm a fish, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a talking fish, I grant you, but still, just a fish. I don't want to be the one to tell you this, but if you're, you know, otherwise healthy, taking fish oil doesn't really do anything to help you. So, uh, you should. You, know. you should really have taken her to a hospital, <laughs> John Regan. John Regan. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God, the game just ends with like a Johnny wagging his finger and saying, "Yeah, <laughs> you should should have trusted modern medicine." Uh, yeah, this uh, this game was the earliest uh, Johnny's response to anti-vaccinations. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's definitely what this game is. Um, yeah, and what a game it is! Uh, cool soundtrack and fun, uh, fun weird Natsume Japanese uh, you know fishing RPG. But man, what a what a fucking trip. Do they, do they still make anything like this? Did this go away? No, it, it continues to be a series, but not... Apparently, um, only four games in the series have released outside of Japan. Nice. Maybe they should, uh... Maybe fucking the guy that made, uh... What am I thinking of? Uh, Stardew Valley. Maybe he needs to make, like, uh... Like a fishing version for, uh... For America. Like, he, he already made the best Harvest Moon game of, like, the last 20 years, so... Uh, let's get him on a, on a new one that's focused on fishing and RPGs and tragic storytelling. Yeah. of the Ocean Emperor. There you go. That's all we needed, baby. <laughs> See, I was thinking more along the lines of, like, Stardew Riverbed. Yes, exactly. Yeah, but then we're getting into the harvest fishing yes. situation. Just Stardew Fish. <laughs> that's a terrible name. Come on, man. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I've gone back and changed it. Fish Dew Valley. <laughs> Uh, okay, so, that's pretty good. Starfish Valley. Can, it's only one kind of fish. <laughs> oh my that's god, that's a terrible no. idea. <laughs> it's a ten-minute mobile game. Yeah, starring Patrick. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking awesome pick, awesome tunes, awesome, uh, awesome fish. Uh, anything else on uh, you know the River King or or his legend? No, I think that says it all. Now we continue. Game 4.
All right. So, uh, this game, unlike previous titles in this series, which were set in fictional locations, this game takes place in Tokyo, primarily in the Shibuya Ward. Uh, many of the locales are heavily based on real-world Tokyo, and because of this, the publisher had to ask fans to please stop bothering and inconveniencing locals and trespassing. <laughs>
So, how are you guys feeling? Fantastic. Okay. Yeah. Well, I want to say thank you to our requester on this one. This came one. Uh, this came to me personally on Twitter from a frequent requester at Dire Haunch Crow. So, thank you very much for requesting this. And uh, let's see what you guys got. Oh, David says Jet Set Radio Future. Inept. Uh, Johnny has drawn a really unfortunate penis. What <laughs> is this mockery? And Jesse's got the correct answer. He says Persona 5. <laughs> I do believe he got that within the first three seconds of the first song. Um, it was pretty well, quick. Yeah, well done, Jesse. <laughs> that was, uh, that was, uh... I don't know. I figured I knew you would get it, but uh, I didn't I think, think what threw me off is the fact fast. that if this was a, qu- a request, like if I thought that you chose this game, I probably would have guessed Persona Five. No, I gotta give it up, man. Dire Crow, he was good. He uh, he sent me a message just asking, like, "Hey, have you uh, played these games? Heard of these very much? Would you be able to discuss them?" I'm like, mm, "No, no, no, and no, not really." And he's like, "Okay, then Persona Five. I'm like, "That's my man right there." <laughs> so uh, yeah, dude. Uh, I am still not very far into Persona 5, but I did pick it up last night to like just reacquaint myself with it cuz man, it's tough. Like it's I know it's a long ass game and I've gotten to the point where like I'm actually having fun and it seems like I'm in the proper like gameplay. It's not so much the intro anymore, but uh you know, my fucking adult ass that doesn't have, like, six or seven hours to string together to play a video game anymore, like, this was a slow starter. Like, <laughs> you have to do so much, like, walk to the subway, go to school, talk to one person, that concludes your day, go back to bed, like, I'm just like, okay, holy shit, game, like, just get to it. Yeah, <laughs> and I finally got to it last night. I finally got to the point where I'm actually exploring an area and attacking a lot of enemies and using my personas and doing all kinds of cool battle stuff. But man, I was worried for a second there that I was never going to be able to play like into the gameplay proper before the show. So, um, man, what a what a slow starter. But it, yeah, it's like a hundred hour RPG. So th- to them, like, yeah, six hour tutorial where you're just fucking, you know, casually walking around fucking, you know, the subway station in Tokyo doesn't, you know, it doesn't phase them at all. But uh, Jesse, you, you did play this one a little bit, right? Yeah, I, I actually, uh, when you were talking about it the first time on Twitter, um, it inspired me to start playing it again. Yeah. So, so I've been playing it again a lot. Awesome. And how, how are you enjoying it? Oh, it's, I really, I'm really digging it so far. Um, but like you said, the very beginning is it's it's tough. But that that's a Persona game, dude. Like the yeah. three, it, it starts off, you know, maybe two hours of just nothing, and then you get to start playing the game. Mm-hmm. Same with four, and then this one. This one I think is a little bit better because there's it's broken up more. Right. Like you're still like you know talking to people and. You're interacting with stuff a little bit here and there. Well, yeah, like four, it was like cutscene after cutscene after cutscene, then go to school once, then another <laughs> cutscene, and then someone's murdered, and it's like, can I, you know, at least, you know, 
look at my inventory once, you know? Right, yeah. I want to yeah. see what I have. It took me forever to, like, get to the point where you could actually, like, equip something and, like, prepare for, you know, infiltrating yeah. this castle or whatever. I'm like, okay, fucking hey, there's a lot going on here so far. I feel like there's a lot going on. You know, you're playing as this teenager. You've moved from your home because you've been accused of a crime. And so everybody treats you like a criminal. And you're kind of an outcast at your school. And you're recruiting other kids to be, you know, in on this crazy persona thing that's going on I really I mean I can't speak much to the story I have no fucking idea what this is <laughs> like I've uh this is my first persona game which is probably a mistake but everybody's like man fuck you don't well, need to know no. anything about the old games <laughs> like cause so. they don't really like connect anything they're just Good. like they're typically like a weird murder mystery that has to do with the occult and um mm-hmm. you know stuff like that it's like mystical it's like always you know, in current day, and then teenagers and mystical weirdness going on. Twin Peaks, like Japanese horror movie stuff. You know, mm-hmm. a um, lot of that. <laughs> a lot of weird. Like, there's like some you know anime tropes, obviously, and stuff. The music is great. Yeah, it is. But yeah, so I, I am finally having some some real fun with it. I finally got to the point, like I said, where I'm actually moving around the castle and battling people and like. Man, this game is just... There's so much style to it, and it's not a specific style. Like, there's just... It's fucking... There's just stuff all over this game. Art, you know, the, I love all the artwork, all the crazy influences and stuff. And one thing that I've discovered that really pisses me off about playing this on the PlayStation 4, the entire game is a blocked cutscene, and you cannot take screenshots of it or record your gameplay and share it with people. And oh, there have been so many times that I've been wanting to do that because there's so yeah, much cool shit going on. And stuff. Yeah, you're fucking encountering crazy monsters and you're turning into awesome Persona characters and shit. And I'm like, man, that was really fucking flashy. I should show that off. Oh, wait, still can't take a screenshot. Like, you know, I just want to take like a screenshot of just random things and use them as like a computer background. Can't do it. Like, you know, the game's fucking sharp. Uh,. But there's a way around that. Oh yeah, Johnny, let's talk off stream. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I also got to say, if uh, if they wanted to make a Switch version of this, I would definitely play it more because uh, that's the reason I put this one down and picked up Octopath Traveler is because I could take it to bed with me. <laughs> like it, they're both scratching that RPG itch. They're both uh, you know fun kind of modern takes on RPGs and. There's a lot going on and a lot of fun to be had, but I can take one into my bedroom and lay down with it, and uh, the other one sits out here in my living room. So Octopath has been getting a little bit more of my attention lately, uh, but Persona is really fucking cool. Like, the battles are just... I don't know, there's a lot going on. Like, I feel like it's all pretty... It's it's a crazy, like, multifaceted battle system. Like, you got different Personas that you control, and they've got different elemental attacks, and... You know, your other guys have their own things, and then you've got guns and physical attacks, and if you find, you know, the weakness for everything, you can knock them all down and then choose how to proceed in the battle. You can either do, like, an all-out, just kill everybody attack, or, like, interrogate them to join you as one of your summons, or, like, give you money. It's like, there's just so much going on in these battles, and I'm really enjoying it, (laughs) so. But, Um, like, for as complicated as you made it sound, it's very like smooth and like you don't oh, yeah. even feel like it's you know like a slog like that you just do and it's fast and you know yeah no exactly but you know you, you get to be rhythm careful with those though because the enemies can one shot kill you and if they kill the main character you're 
Fuck! And it's hmm. so, so shitty. So Thank you for careful. that tip, because I didn't know that, and I've just been going Save into battles as with much like much as you can. I've been going in with reckless abandon, like not giving a fuck. There's some spells that instantly kill you, and if they target you, and like you have a, a persona that's weak to that ability, then mm. fucking I hope you saved, or you're gonna be fucking furious. Cool, good to know. <laughs> persona uh, will do that shit. That's one of the things you got to watch out. Yeah, and see, I feel like that happened, you know, in the tutorial at some point. Like I, you know, just got into something, and you know, I got for the first time in quite some time a screen that just said like "game over." I'm like, I haven't gotten a game over in a game in years. Like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> like, modern games don't have game over. <laughs> like, yeah, get good. Huh? <laughs> so yeah, it uh, it caught me off guard, but. Uh, no, the game's cool as hell. The The environments are cool. They are all based on, like, you know, little weird sections of Japan. Like, if you look up, uh, like, the art of the game, you can see, like, literally, like, the alleyway that the guy fucking based, like, the alleyway where your little apartment is. Like, you can see that literal alleyway in Tokyo. It's like, oh, somebody did their research on this one. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just stylish and fun. The music's awesome. You know, the only thing that I'll say that, uh, as you know, a slight negative to the style and this is just a it's a nitpick and you can't really compare games like this but like I, I wish it was a little more anime style because since uh, since this came out like Dragon Ball Fighters came out and just like takes the fucking like anime as a video game up to like fucking 11 and this just doesn't look quite as good by comparison but I mean this came out first I'm not holding it to that standard but I'm, I've been spoiled on like hot ass anime games lately and so I'm like you know I, I wish it was just a little better but the game is a lot of fun and I'm fine with it anyway so uh, yeah having a blast and you know I'm let's see I'm about seven hours into this seven divided you know a hundred divided by seven uh, yeah, yeah, I'm making good progress. I got, I still got time. <laughs> so, um, I'm sure that we'll revisit this as I continue to play it throughout the next, uh, three or four years. Um, you know, I'll have an update on, uh, you know, the final, uh, final boss of Persona 5 from my son's fifth grade graduation. It's going to be a blast. Um, <laughs> so, anything else, uh, Jesse, on, uh, on Persona 5? There's a talking cat. There is also a talking cat, and I fucking like it. I like it a He's lot. Cool. So, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty fucking great, man. You know, talking cat's a badass. We'll talk more about that later. So, uh, anyway, Johnny, I think we gotta keep it moving, man. Game five. <laughs> Try to treat me like greater than post me impossible. I cut a sucker in small talks, make more rhymes than Michael Jordan makes slams. I'm slow. Thank you. 
than toast be impossible. I cut a sucker in small chunks, put more rhymes than Michael Jordan makes slams. Let's go. Okay, so the first game in this series had um, had a control style that was based on a two-strength, four-button system. But this game uses a three-strength, six-button system. Love me. 
All right. Um, you guys got some answers? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's all right there in the song. All right. We got um, uh, Johnny says Mole Mania, which is incorrect. A pathetic effort. John says True Love Making. Oh, Capcom versus SNK2. And which is what David said as well, and they both got it right. And this is a, a, a request that came from Twitter uh, from at NTFTTPod, the No Time for Time Travel podcast. And um, so, yeah, uh, Capcom vs. SNK2. Has anyone played this game? Ooh, man, not in a good 15 years. <laughs> Not this, this one. specific one. I think I played the GameCube one. Oh yeah, absolutely Which... I played the GameCube one. And it was back before I really understood or enjoyed like tag and crossover fighting games. And, uh, you know, it didn't help that I didn't know anything about the SNK side of things. <laughs> it's like, these guys are all cool, I guess, but I don't know. Uh, yeah. Um... What a game, and you know <laughs> what a what a true lovemaking song. Um, shoot, I'm trying to remember anything about this game. It, it had really good looking sprites. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it was basically just a um, the new version of the first one. You know, <laughs> they had a, just a different fighting system a little bit. Um, I think this is the one that started the groove system. Which mm. I never understood any of those things, to be honest with you. No, I don't know a thing about them. I think what happened when this came out was, like, uh, I didn't pay very close attention to what it was, but, like, Box looked cool. It was, uh, you know, Capcom crossover fighting game. And I hadn't really played many of the, uh, like, Street Fighter games since Street Fighter 2. And so I was kind of anticipating, like, a modern Street Fighter. I'd been playing, you know... 3D fighting games, or like Nintendo 64 and GameCube fighting games, and then this comes along. And it's like, wait a minute, these are just these are still sprites. How are they still making games with these? Like, where's my cool 3D Ryu? <laughs> of course, now I know I was a fool, and really nicely animated sprites are pretty fucking cool. But at the time, it was like, oh, I'm not playing that. Man, I'm putting fucking I'm putting melee back in the GameCube. What the hell yeah. are they thinking? <laughs> They sure fucked up this game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what kind of idiot would want to play that? <laughs> this isn't. What year is it? It's 2003. It's not 1995. I'm. <laughs> I like my. You know, I like my models 3D, and I like the stitching on Mario's overalls very clearly defined. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. It's a. Uh, it's a cool game. Um. I, I think it's still got kind of a like a following or a fan base. I, I think you could probably say that about fucking every fighting game that comes out. Hell, what you know? I'm yeah. not. I'm not going to be the guy that talks about the fighting game community. I'm not part of that. <laughs> I mean, it's a good like the, the concept of Capcom versus SNK is is just a great concept because those are the two big fighting game companies. I mean, you could argue Midway too, but mm. I, I don't know. It was. It was these two, you know, you had uh, King of Fighters, you had Street Fighter, you know? Yep. I guess See, that's, yeah. one of, 
that's one of the things that always kind of bothered me about the Capcom SNK games, because they were these huge crossover fighting games from these two big companies. And the SNK side, like you had King of Fighters, you had Fatal Fury, there were a couple Samurai Showdown characters and all that. And the Capcom side was Street Fighter and Morgan. Like, there were so many more Capcom characters you could have thrown in there. There's Final Fight characters. That's basically... There's what a Rival on? Schools character. Ah, yes. Um, oh, yeah. Rolento from Final Fight. Also Street Fighter Alpha. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, otherwise you're right. <laughs> but it was just one of those things, like, I think it would have been... I mean, I get... I understand the whole appeal is, you know, Street Fighter versus King of Fighters, and I get that, but I think it would have been cool if there were some more, like, SNK arcade characters, or some more Capcom arcade characters. SNK was a little more, uh, diverse. They had, you know, Psycho Soldier, um, they had, of course, you know, the King of Fighters, they had Fatal Fury, Samurai Showdown, uh, Art of Fighting, Last Blade 2... Uh, Mark of the Wolves. So they did. They had a little more diversity on their side of things, mm-hmm. I would say. For sure. Um, but I'm just, you know, would it have killed you to put in one of the guys from Metal Slug? He makes a good yeah, point. Yeah, that would have been cool. You know, guns that would have been amazing. Guns tend to break a fighting game, but it would have been a fun inclusion. I think my problem with the SNK side always was uh, I didn't ever play... Like, you just listed all those games, and... Like I've I've encountered a few of them out in the wild at that point in my life. Like you know, there was a there was an arcade cabinet at a sandwich shop that I used to go to that had fucking like Samurai Showdown and like Art of Fighting on it. But like whatever those games were that you just listed, you know, they didn't mean anything to me. I've I've never <laughs> never seen uh, all those. So maybe SNK was just cranking out a few too many fighting games at the time. And uh, probably yeah, <laughs> they I, I I have to assume they were bigger in Japan. Because they sure weren't big in St. Augustine and Gainesville at the time. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, I was shocked. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's cool looking game and fun early. Yeah, you know, it's it's man, it's two thousand one as fuck. Uh, with that that music and you know, oh the box art, it's so orange. And, mm, just, I wish we had more to say about it. John, tell us about your favorite uh favorite SNK uh Capcom crossover. I can't Who's your name single S. Uh, is Juggernaut in this game? Jesse? Uh, no, he because he is neither a Capcom <laughs> or SNK character. Oh, that would How sense. absurd! Yes. Jeez, John. That uh, would have been I'd a nice... Th- that would have been pretty oh, cool, ahead. though, if it was Marvel versus... Or if it was Marvel versus Capcom versus SNK. That would have been pretty cool. That good. would be... Weeks. Yeah, like you just add a bunch of SNK characters into the existing Marvel vs. Capcom because I don't remember if this predates Marvel vs. Capcom 2 or not, but they could have opened the floodgates to like three-way crossover fighters back in the day, but ugh, alas what are you going to do? Um, yeah, I got Johnny off the hook for having to name anything associated with this game nobody wants to hear that <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Who, who wants ten minutes of Johnny struggling? Um, no, I guess not. Can we just do seven? <laughs> Maybe. We'll, you know, we'll try and uh, try and get it down to seven in editing. You know, seriously, Johnny, name one character in this game. I, I honestly, uh, Ryu. Hey, see, I thought I would. Whoa! 
thought the I would catch him. The man knows from... his Capcom versus SNK. I was planning on I trying to give him trap his brain into forgetting Capcom was a thing. If you could name Mega Man. If you could name two characters in this game, we can move on to the uh, to the next game. So let's have it, Johnny. Prove to uh, me your worth. Akuma? Hey! hey! That's correct! Wow, John. <laughs> I can't believe you did that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, great, uh, you know, fun game. Uh, I think fairly overlooked. But a uh, cool soundtrack and, you know, uh, fun for the people that wanted it. You know, I, I don't know. I guess there, in my mind at the time, there was no, like, big demand for, like, the retro look on a new system. So maybe I just wasn't the, the right market for this at the time. But I bet you I would have more fun going back and playing this now than I did at the time. So maybe it's, uh, maybe it's worth a revisit. Maybe it's time to dust off the old SNK side of things and, uh... Play some, uh, play some fun, weird old fighting games. But uh, Jesse, anything else on uh, on Capcom versus SNK Two Mark of the Millennium Two Thousand One, a title that was longer than I realized when I started typing it into our uh, interface. Um, no, the Neo Geo Pocket one is better. Ooh, I bet it would have been if only someone owned one. Uh. <laughs> So. I have one additional note that I just learned. Go for it, David. Um, apparently, the original Capcom vs. SNK was the debut of Shinkiro, the artist who did all of the like character art. And his art is incredible. Oh, yeah. So, awesome. I didn't realize he got his start on this series. All right, yeah. Cool. Shout out to that guy, because, yeah, the, you know, the artwork is definitely dope. So, thank you, David. You found something to redeem this. <laughs> and, uh, you know, let's... Uh, it's, uh, it's an August Absurdity kickoff spectacular, so of course we don't have just five games. Johnny, let's hit that bonus game. Now, who dares challenge me?
So, the name of one of the skill points, Going Commando, was later used as a subtitle for a later game in this series.
as everybody finalizes their answers, uh, I want to give a shout out to LC Fox for requesting this. I'm not sure when they requested it because it's been in the queue for a hot second. Quite some time ago, I believe. <laughs> But uh, I think they requested it because they wanted this soundtrack added to GTT Radio. So uh, check it out there, youtube.com slash GameThatTune for a 24-7 video game music live stream. Johnny, have you finished drawing your dick? <gasps> oh, snap! We have got three answers, all of which say Ratchet and Clank. That's a hat trick. Absurd! I can't believe we actually managed to get a hat trick in on the episode. Nice job, guys! <laughs> yeah. Uh, the going commando gave it away for me. Well, yeah, that was uh, that was a very nice piece of giveaway trivia. I didn't uh, never played uh, the original Ratchet and Clank. I think I watched uh, my buddy Michael play a shitload of Going Commando. Um, yeah, these games are fucking awesome. Uh, did you ever play these back in the day? Any of you guys? No. I did not, but this was... As I was in the process of getting a PlayStation 2, this is one of those games that kind of pushed me over the edge. It's like, well, I want to get it because, you know, Guitar Hero looks like fun, and Rock Band's fun, and that Kingdom Hearts thing seems awesome, and Soul Calibur 3 is going to be on it, but I don't know, like, what about the exclusives and stuff? And then I saw Ratchet and Clank. It's like, wait, you're a cute fuzzy animal with a robot pal with ridiculous weapons blowing up everything. Mm-hmm. I want to play this. Yeah. And yet somehow it it never ended up on my shelf. Yeah, so, you know, kind of the same. Uh, like I said, my buddy Michael played the shit out of it and he loved it and my role in all of that was to uh, hang out in his room and smoke weed while he played it. We had, we had that kind of relationship. One of us got high while the other one played a game, and then we passed the controller, changed the game, passed the bong, and you know, we just did a little swip swap. That was how it was back in the day. I played sounds fight- like proto sounds like proto Twitch to me. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it, was uh, it was Twitch, but it was in person, and it involved us uh, sitting in a room together. Um, and yeah, it, it was a good little system. So yeah, he played that. I played fighting games. Uh, you know, I was uh, I was like the Metal Gear playing guy. He was the Final Fantasy playing guy. So we just uh, you know we we fucking hung out and smoked each other out while we played our favorite games. And Going Commando was definitely one of his favorite games. So uh, you know, it's uh, it's a cool series, and I wish I had played more of it. Um, cause yeah, like fuzzy animal, whatever kind of animal he is. Uh, do we have um, any confirmation? I believe he on is that? officially a lombax. Okay, is that a thing? I don't <laughs> believe so. Okay, cool. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, crap, man. Uh, I'm racking my brain. No, that doesn't sound cromulent at all. Like, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's a runaround third-person shooting game. There's a couple of puzzles, but mostly it's just here's a bunch of absurd weapons. And so, uh, you know, just blow shit up and shoot them with absurd weapons. Like, that gets right down to, the, you know, those, uh, that, like, base uh, reason to play, a, a, like, a PlayStation 2 game. You can run around in 3D and shoot shit. And, you know, I'm trying to think. Yeah, of- I liked that I was um, looking up the different weapons. Like, you have your standard gun. You have a flamethrower. You have, like, I think there's, like, an electric gun. It's like, okay. And then you get to the vacuum gun, which yeah. sucks up small enemies, converts them into projectiles, and shoots them right back. It's like, see, this is the kind of ridiculousness that I want in my video games. Yes, absolutely. Um, 
fucking yeah, heck you gun. I was trying to think. I feel like there's it's like bombs and mines and things like that. And yeah, I think I'm thinking of the second one because there was definitely at some point like a lava gun, and it it didn't shoot. It wasn't a flamethrower. It shot like gobs of lava at things, and that was a really nice inclusion. But yeah, uh, you know, if if all this series did was just plop you down in a world and give you like you know whatever forty different weapons to shoot shit with, that's good enough for me, baby. That's good stuff. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and then I want to say I'm now I'm trying to remember and look it up. I want to say in the newest one there was something that was like an eight bit gun. Perhaps I'm thinking of that wrong. Hmm. I'm trying to find it now, but I know that like the weapons as the series progressed, they got more and more ridiculous. I do know for sure that eventually you get a weapon that shoots sheep. Nice. Yeah, see, I've definitely lost track of this series. I don't even know when they last made a Ratchet and Clank game, but I feel like, didn't they make, like, movies and shit? Like, this was still going up until at least a couple of years ago. No, yeah, shit. The, yeah, yeah, there there was a movie. Yeah, and they made a, they made a Ratchet and Clank game just uh, back in 2016. So, yeah, this is still a thing. Good. This should still be a thing. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, platforming and shooting and using crazy weapons, that's uh, that's what video games are for, baby. That's the good stuff. Uh, and you got a cute little robot partner, and I'm sure you got a crazy cartoon world to hang out in. I mean, yeah, this is all the all the stuff that I like in games. I feel bad for having not played them. Uh, That's what it was. Uh, the weapon is... I found it. It's called the Pixelizer, and it's a shotgun yeah. weapon that, when it hits the enemy, like, digitizes them into pixels. Awesome. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, they should uh, they should definitely keep the Ratchet and Clank series going. Keep the absurd weapons coming. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I you know, it's the kind of game I wanna I wanna keep playing. But I say that as uh, someone who has not played it for the first time. <laughs> like I'm trying to remember, I definitely picked up uh, like the Ratchet and Clank PS3 collection at some point during like a Black Friday for like five bucks, and I definitely haven't opened it. So. <laughs> I'm one of those shameful, like, compulsive purchasing, uh, <laughs> like, collecting guys. It's like, oh, yeah, I want that. Up. It'll look good on my shelf. Yeah, but see, I picked that one up with the intention of playing it. It's like, all right, it's, you know, I don't know, whatever year it is, 2014, it's been far too long. It's time for me to rectify this Ratchet and Clank situation. And fucking something else came along. What do you know? Fucking, uh, you know, me and my lame adult, uh, I don't know, prioritizing keeping a job kind of brain. I never used to have these problems when I delivered pizza and smoked weed. What's wrong with me? <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, Ratchet & Clank is fantastic. Good music. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I, think it should, uh, I think it should continue being a series. Like, are, are these, uh, was that, that movie they made, was it like on Netflix? Or was there a TV series or anything? I don't, I'm going to have to look back into this. Because, see, I'm always... I want to say... It was a theatrical release. Yeah. So it's probably on Netflix by this point. I'm always looking for stuff like this where I can, like, uh, you know, if it's on, like, Netflix or something where I can, like, uh, put it on my, uh, like, the kid's queue and make my fucking five-year-old nephew watch it to slowly but surely get him into video games, which his mom hates. Like, <laughs> yeah, God. If, you know, he's been, wa he was watching, like, the Netflix, like, Pac-Man show. I'm like, good, good. I know it has nothing to do with the games, but it's, yeah. That's it's, weird. You know more than you know. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Get him watching that Ratchet and Clank. I got him watching, like, the Pokemon, uh... 
like X and Y like seasons of the cartoon. So it's like, yeah, but Sonic Boom. Yeah, um, I'm not sure if he's caught that yet. Is that on Netflix? Um, I Maybe. think it's on Hulu. Okay, cause, yeah, he loves <laughs> Sonic. Like he's actually that played that with me, and like he asked me like all the time. It's like Uncle John, are you coming over? And can you bring Sonic? I'm like. You know I can. Like, it's the Switch. I can bring it anywhere, boy. <laughs> we can play Sonic anytime you want. Let me introduce you to these new friends of mine, Ray and Mighty. Uh, you might never have heard of them until now. Uh, not just might. You definitely never have. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, Ratchet and Clank's kind of thing I want to fucking like get him into just to not only piss off his mom, but also get him into good games. Like, this is one of those games that's got mass appeal. Like, I love shooting shit with crazy weapons, and it's a, you know, it's, it's an E for everyone game, I think. Like, you know, kids can get into this too, so. <laughs> Maybe T for teen, I don't know, but yeah, whatever. He's he's five. He's mature enough to know the difference between uh, Ratchet and Clank in the real world, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, it's not the worst thing he could be playing, so. Uh, totally. I'm going wor- to work on that. Yeah. Ratchet Start off with, with, like, uh, Sonic, then you build up to Ratchet and Clank, and then on his sixth birthday, you get a Mad World. Bingo, baby. Bam. And then, uh, and then when you really want to kick it into the mature territory, Hatred. you go straight to Mole Mania. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. What about Postal? Oh, you know, the, that, that's a name I haven't heard in a long, long time. <laughs> but anyway, uh, great game, great pick, great request. And uh, I think we got to check in with our honorary uh, co-host, uh, Soundboard Akuma, to see if we're continuing the show. What do we got, Akuma? <laughs> Taste the hellfire! Oh, God, he's masturbating. Johnny, start the calculating computer. I still have more! Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. George Lucas landing his dick in Scoring complete. This game's winner is... John Harrington. Yeah. Fantastic. So, uh, what a great game we've had tonight, guys. And I don't think at the, at the top of the show we clearly defined what the, uh, what the goal of tonight's episode is. So, uh... Yeah, How absurd. It's the opening of August Absurdity, and uh, this year's format means that I've won tonight's episode, and I get to challenge somebody for the next round. It, we're doing a little head-to-head, and then the winners face off for the August Absurdity finals. So, it's my privilege to uh, be able to pick the, uh, basically, pick the entire seating for the tournament. I can see, man, this isn't even very high-definition video, and I can see all of you sweating now. <laughs> um, so I hadn't really thought out a plan for how we're going to tackle this year's tournament, but I think the only logical way to do this, to guarantee something absurd for the, for the finals, is to start off with the finals rematch from last year. So I officially challenge David Fleming for the first round of August Absurdity. We're going to sort this thing out right away. <laughs> so, Thank you uh, for specifying which David on the show you were challenging. Hey, That uh, last I was, name makes all the difference. I was issuing a formal challenge, and no, I'm not going to have David Weiland creeping into this shit. Uh, <laughs> that's not going to happen. So, uh, David, I'll it? see you in the, uh, in the gauntlet next week. 
We'll see who is uh, going to continue on to the finals and who will be going home. Um, you know, yeah, okay, actually, we really should change August Absurdity to be more like the Real World Road Rules Challenge now that I say the gauntlet out loud. We definitely need to replace Johnny with TJ Lavin and, uh, <laughs> you know, introduce him. I don't know some, who that is. He's the host of the challenge, baby. That's all you need to know. We need to, yeah. you know, host this August Absurdity in a mansion in Mexico. We need to all have sex with each other, and then we <laughs> all need to get in a bunch of fights, and, uh, you know, also there will be video game music for some reason, so... That's gonna you had be. Me, you had me until the video game music. <laughs> it sounded great, but uh, yeah. Also, there's a video game music guessing aspect to it. But that sounded really entertaining. Sounds like something we would watch a lot of. We all got to move to a house in Mexico and have sex with each other. Step ahead of you. Yeah, way ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's going to be great. And uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening tonight. Uh, we appreciate you guys hanging with us. Uh, we're always live Wednesday nights. Twitch.tv slash Game That Tune. YouTube.com slash Game That Tune. And Facebook.com slash Game That Tune. Uh, our podcasts come out on Wednesday mornings. Uh, check us out in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and be sure to check out Patreon.com slash Game That Tune. It is the home for fun exclusives. We've got mixtapes. We've got GTT Gems, the 302010 of video game music. We've got Jesse's uh, Covered Up series where he talks about his favorite video game music cover bands. And uh, and it helps us pay for our servers and things for our 24-7 video game music live stream over there at YouTube. So check out Patreon. Throw us a couple of bucks. And uh, we would really appreciate the support. Special thanks to our Patreon super fans, Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, Andrew Oliver. You guys are fantastic, and thank you for what you do for our show. Um, and thank you, everyone, who made a request tonight. Uh, there will still be uh, requests next week. Um, Johnny and Jesse are going to be picking all the music, so get a, get a request over to those guys. As they and you know try and screw me and David out of the finals. That's uh, that's the challenge for next week. Uh, find you know send them a request at gamethattune at gmail via email or find us on Twitter at gamethattune. Find us on Facebook. Find us wherever. Johnny will find the fucking request. Go to our Discord channel and put a request in there. Um, and if you want to you know hit us up individually on Twitter, uh, we're all there. You can find me on Twitter at jgangsta187. You can find David Fleming on Twitter at dfd fleming. And you can send these requests to John Regan on Twitter at JP Regan JR. And you can send a request to Jesse Moore on Twitter at Sega underscore legend. Hell yeah, fellas. Um, of course, my bonus tune comes from uh, you know the request that I've actually played this week. It's, uh, it's a little song from Persona 5. Uh, it's the intro song. It's called Wake Up, Get Up, Get Out There. And uh, that's what we're going to do. We're going to get out there for next week's uh, August Absurdity continuation. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Peace out.
Mole Mania is copyright 1996, Nintendo of America Incorporated. Mad World is copyright 2009, Platinum Games Incorporated and Sega Games Company Limited. Legend of the River King is copyright 1998, Natsume. Persona 5 is copyright 2017, Atlas USA Incorporated. Capcom vs. SNK2, Mark of the Millennium 2001 is copyright 2001, Capcom Company Limited. Ratchet and Clank is copyright 2002, Sony Computer Entertainment America LLC. How absurd! That is great that we got a fucking email back from uh, Akuma's voice actor, Dave Mallow. That's awesome. That's, That's amazing. I, enjoy Wait, really? I enjoyed your email and take yeah. it as a real compliment. Thank you for the kind invitation. Sounds like fun, but I won't be able to take part in your podcast. I've been ill as of late and out of commission in terms of recording. I hope you understand. Thanks again, Dave M. Man, oh, what a fucking class act. <laughs> That's why you should just like send back to him. Like, what a yeah. class act. You, sir, are a class act. I really wasn't expecting this. <laughs> hey, remember that video game character you played 20 years ago? Can you do it again for our yeah. show? <laughs> Can you say George Lucas slamming his dick in a microwave, but in Akuma's voice, please? 